For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey there, you've wandered on to the VUC, a weekly conference produced by IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is from Onsip.com. You can get a URL that people can click to call you at Onsip.com slash GetOnsip. Speaking of SIP, we use the best PSTN and SIP conference bridge in the world, ZipDX.com. Our website at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. And thanks to Voxbone for our world local rate dial-ins. Today, Kathleen King is with us. Hey, Kathleen, good to have you. Hello, nice to be here. Okay, I've got a little glitch on my audio. That's not coming through, fortunately. Uh, and also, Mr. Brian West is with us. Hello. Sorry, I was muted. I'm going to ask Kathleen to tell us a little bit about the ClueCon while I try to fix this voice that's uh, in, going around in my head. Go ahead, right. Kathleen. Um, well, we're very excited about ClueCon this year. For those of you that don't know, it's the 7th through the 11th uh, in, of August in Chicago, Illinois. Um, we'll be hosting it at the Swiss Hotel once again. Um, it was a great venue last year. They were really accommodating. It was beautiful and just a really, really, really great space. So we're excited about that. Um, registration is open right now. So if you head over to ClueCon.com, you can get yourself registered. Um, you can sign up to be a speaker as well. If you just click the little speakers tab. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good event. We're really excited. Um, the, I guess, biggest announcement would be this year we've arranged for a Thursday night activity. One of our sponsors um, has sponsored a fantastic event on Thursday night. We'll be taking a Chicago Sunset Cruise, um, and that is sponsored by Voicetel. So very excited about that. Um, register, sign up, get involved. It'll be great. Uh, and then Monday, Monday night, um, that's our, or Monday during the day is our hackathon. And then we have that awesome pizza party uh, at the new place. So uh, Brian, do you remember how to say the new place's name? Giordiano's, I think. And unmute. Exactly how you say that. Giordiano's. Giordiano's. Yeah. And we can actually walk from the hotel uh, to the pizza place without even going outside through the underground tunnels. Yes, we'll be uh, exploring the underground tunnels a little bit as well. Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about it. Our hackathon is going to be great. Last year, we did um, some build-a-phone activities where we had some Raspberry Pis and some Arduino stuff. and 3D printers. 3D printers, yes. They, uh, they built some pretty cool gadgets. I believe Mira from Zoiber made herself a banana phone, um, which was awesome. Um and there were some there's some really cool designs and some really great prizes that actually went out for that too. So, um, we're looking to have another really great time and recreate that. So make sure to register and so join us. So Kathleen, tell me who has already confirmed uh, as attendees apart from me, of course. Well, I, I but you've done yours earlier than ever this year, James. You, it was before the new year. It was well because I missed last year because I, I left it too late and the airfares has got too ridiculously expensive. And so uh, so I booked as soon as the uh, the flights became available so i am definitely going to be there this time the pain of me 
missing it is too great. Well, but who who else is going to be there? Um, there's a number yeah, of people. Uh, Jay Binks has already registered, and actually, looking at it, it doesn't look like you've registered for KluCon yet. <laughs> oh no! Will yes. I be able to get in? Maybe. We'll um, send you a spot, James. We'll we'll do that. Yeah, I promise to be very very good. <laughs> anyway, Giovanni. Anyway, sorry, sorry, I, 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 I stopped you in mid-flow there. Oh no worries. Are we going to be? Are we going to be able to do dangerous demos again? After I was just about to ask that, or, or whatever you do. We need to coordinate that with Kathleen. Yeah, if you, uh, if yeah. you get registered in time, I believe we can make that happen. Right. Well, Seb, Seb, drive faster. We need to get back home quickly so I can register for Clue. <laughs> Oh no. Um Allison's gonna be there, the Boy Scout. We're very excited to have her back. Yeah. She was there in two thousand eight, Brian? Yeah, two thousand eight when we were at the Hilton Garden Inn. Um that was a that was a good year. Um that was the first year Allison ever attended. I think I forget what year that was on Flucon. It's all like a blur at this point. <sighs> the years are going be- so fast. Of course that will be Miss Allison Smith, the new voice of Reeswitch. We're working on that, yes. Um, she's giving us an awesome deal. Um, we've had a, a generous benefactor give uh, about half of the money, and we're raising the rest uh, to get those sound sets in there. In addition, um, you'll be able to purchase uh, from the FreeSwitch website if you need additional prompt. Um, we'll be able to get those into Allison, um, and that process should be fairly automated. Pretty cool. Apart from that, um, you got to remind us about your conference. You have a weekly conference that's been going for how long? You must know that, Kathleen. Um, well, it's been going for years, um, but it's been on YouTube. I think we determined last week or this past week was the 79th episode on YouTube. So pretty excited about that. A um, lot of videos. Uh, it's been been cool. Um, and that it, that grew sort of organically with the technology and with FreeSwitch from the um, from the weekly calls where people would just call in and um, was, I think it was PTSN mostly. Yes. Um, yeah, like us, it was it, it was audio. You have a much bigger community. I mean, we're we're kind of an independent thing, and it's very very small, intimate, if I may say. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously, this is a huge number of people who are into free switch. And so you had probably either hundreds or thousands of people, not all at once, obviously, but in your weekly. I mean, um, you're still on IRC, I guess, right or not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah, a lot of and there's a lot of traffic on that on free switch. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. are there several like asterisk uh, asterisk used to have dev and various, you know, documentation and so on? What is it? We do have those broken out like that, but they're not as active as the, the main channel uh, because it's a, a more narrowed down uh, targeted group. Um, we also have the hip chat channels, which are used a lot more by the documentation team. Is HipChat the thing that Emil is now working for, or am I confusing? Yeah, that's Atlassian. Um, we right. uh, we use all the Atlassian products. Um, I think we're one of the largest open source projects that use um, pretty much the entire suite of products that they have, I, and they've been kind enough to donate it to the project, um, and it really does. It's, it's integrated. It helps us uh, keep track of everything. Um, we also... Hit our 10,000th bug <laughs> before last. Yeah. And, and it's so. squashed or not? Or was just reported? Uh, well, the 10,000th is just a celebra- celebratory bug. It's just Anthony opened it saying, here's our 10,000th bug. <laughs> uh, so, and happy, you know, all the, and, you know, nice fun stuff there. 
Is there going to be getting back to ClueCon for a sec? Um, you have to admire um, David Duffett's initiatives at Astrocon. Uh, he's a crazy person and he throws chocolates out into the audience and all that. But he also had the what is his first to dial tone or whatever that all is. Are there similar? Are you doing any contests or anything like that at ClueCon? Oh, we since I've be. never been, I can't say. Yeah, um, Monday, the the first day um, of the conference is our hackathon, which we've sort of evolved into. Um, having a bunch of games and things. Um, we try and do little contests like the, the build a phone was actually a bit of a contest last year. Um, we had a little IOT challenge where it was just the coolest thing you could build. And the winner actually is kind of funny. They, um, we had a coffee ordering service through Fall Route where they brought cold coffee and you could text in and tell them where you were and they'd bring you, um, whatever your order was. But we had a couple of people from Denmark who didn't want to pay the high texting costs. So they built a little IoT device that would let them order coffee through the Wi-Fi. Um, that was actually pretty cool. So they ended up winning a number of prizes from FlowRoute and from us. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have more like that, I think. We'll yeah, that one, even, that one even had a uh, visual feedback. It had a, a multicolor LED that would change depending on the status of the, the order. It was really cool. Yeah, it does sound good. Um, and then we're also going to have um, sponsor API games where some of our sponsors are gonna have their APIs available and they'll offer uh, prizes based on um, what you can do with their APIs and sort of the, the coolest inventions or or whoever can sort of integrate all the APIs together. So pretty neat. We're pretty excited about it. And our prize is pretty good. Yeah, and, and as per the, the first API thing we had at our hackathon, we're going to be sending all that information out weeks ahead of time so you can familiarize, familiarize yourself with what's available so you, you don't feel like you're rushed or, or have to you know not be prepared to, to make something awesome. Now, I hate to bring this up, but since I'm looking at Tim and uh, he and I have discussed this, um, I don't know what percentage of people come over from other parts of the world. Maybe you do. Um, but travel to the U.S. will be problematic for some people, if nothing else, in their head. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you what do you know about the participation? I mean, are people coming mostly from the U.S.? After all, it's very expensive to come from Europe anyway. I know that James and Andy has been, I'm sure. Uh, Tim, you've been as well. But I don't know how many I don't know if that's going to affect it. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on that. It's a little scary. Uh, it is a little bit worrisome. We do get um, sort of visa <clears throat> requests um, from quite a few different countries uh, for the number of years. So actually, I'd like to make an announcement on that. If you would like to come from a country where it's a little bit more of a challenge to sort of get permission, um, please submit that early. We will help you. You know, contact Brian, reach out. He will be the one to help you with that. And we'll get that sorted sooner rather than later because it probably going to be a little bit of a process. We, we did have this discussion at the, the developer summit when we were all in Milwaukee that uh, we would we would get that out there so everybody could get that solved. I don't want it to be an issue for anybody. I, I don't anticipate anything. I just want everybody to be happy and have fun. Well, so Brian, who had trouble getting into the Hangout, is going to help you get into the United States. I can't yeah. help seeing some of the irony of that. Yeah, well, I figured that out my own i can figure the rest out <laughs> i agree no that's i'm just trying to be funny and light, light-hearted and i actually don't think that there's going to be major problems except uh in the minds and hearts of some people who i mean i'm a citizen and i'm not dying to go frankly <laughs> so if that tells you anything um but we'll see and and uh, certainly hope for the best meanwhile yeah, well, james james is uh <laughs> sauntering around the english countryside uh the brexited uh, countryside hey we haven't brexited yet we've got another is there a Five months. Before you think there's a chance that that's going to be reversed? No, it's not going to be reversed. But we're, uh, this week we are still very much part of Europe. Okay. 
You never did accept the money, so as far as I'm concerned, you're not. <laughs> what are they going to hook you up to a trailer and haul you out of the EU now? Um, yeah, yeah, we're 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 heading in your direction. We're going to be the 53rd state or something. Oh, so Astra one is it? Is we're we're going to call Mama back and say, uh, "Come home." Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Think of it as a reverse takeover, Brian. We're you know uh, we're just going to soldier up. There was a story. Story, you know. There's a story a week ago or something like that that said that the Queen could legally um, do harm to Mr. Trump and not be prosecuted for it um, more likely in, to in this, if he was in she, uh, this country yes yes <laughs> so it accompanied with that brilliant picture of her with a submachine gun by any chance it is actually wonderful um let me see if i can find it it's 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 a great picture uh, 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 yes i'll be back i think you can just google i think you can just google liz with a machine gun and it'll probably come up Anyway, back to the topic. Terrible, aren't we? Yeah, I'm going to drop out any second now because we're just coming down into the Chalk Valley, which is the largest mobile knot spot in the southwest of uh, England. So you're headed for frame rate equals zero. Uh, exactly. Uh, well, it is the biggest knot spot this week, but we're but we're working on that. We may have a solution for that uh, very shortly. So I'm going to drop out shortly. You're headed someplace even Opus can't pick. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> no good. It, you've got no radio. Yes. Speaking of Opus, I have a question for Brian on Opus. Yes. Because you probably have more hard phones than anybody else I know. And and what I'm curious about is interoperability between any of that hardware and, and an Opus back end. As I have struggled to get my Opus capable VVX to talk to anything that wasn't another VVX. Really? When did the, I have not tested Opus on the VVX. Um, I do know that most of the implementations, if not all of them in hardware, such as Sonus and, and Polycom and any of the other ones, do not properly implement the PLC or FEC elements. So you kind of lose the whole purpose of Opus. Mm -hmm. So it's it, it's a toss up at that point. I've tested the ones I have tested don't work at all. Yeah. And, and even Grandstream has an Opus capable ATS which is funny actually um that is accepting that you know what it's really it's it's really aimed at um advantages of the world trying to squeeze some bandwidth so it's kind of like g729 replacement as g729 is no longer patented right that's fun yeah but yeah the, the you can actually get some really good performance out of opus with 60 millisecond p time over like a 15 kilobit connection and still have upwards 20 30 40% packet loss and still have a completely intelligent phone call. And I actually demonstrated that at Astrocon in Orlando. Um, sadly, I did it during the dangerous demos and I don't suspect most of the audience understood what, what I was demonstrating. It's partly because maybe I didn't explain it and partly because a lot of the audience maybe not did not understand the concept that I was showing off. I, I think it's, it's, it's certainly the latter of the two. I, mean, uh, I, I wanted to give you a prize for that, Brian, because it was very, very clever but uh, nobody else really seemed to understand understand it. I think the problem with it is that it works. I mean, it's one of those demos that's like, it kind of, hey, it's working. Well, okay, so what was hard about that? But half the packets aren't there. Well, yeah, it's still working. No, well, exactly. Kind of, this last Astrocon, I crashed and burned on my demo really bad because everything was upside down and our OpenCV uh, media bug didn't anticipate the video coming in sideways, so it couldn't lock onto anybody's face. What it was supposed to do is superimpose Mark Spencer's face over mine, um, <laughs> the video frame, and it just, we did not ever test it with the video turned sideways, which was caused by a bug in Bria, uh, which we have reported to them, and allegedly they have fixed. I have not retested, but I completely epically failed. And that's what the upside down award came from, from James on that one. So so the fix for that would have been to lie on your side. There you go. There's the queen. Now, the fix would have been to attach it to the media stream coming into the conference, not attach it to the person that's a member of the conference. Uh, and it would have worked, but 
and in the short period of time we had, that realization didn't come true. So um, I've been meaning to actually record that. And, and I think Kathleen and I may do a video of that because Kathleen and I are actually going to start doing um, some short how-tos on Free Switch that are completely uh, separated from Klucon Weekly. Um, so expect more of that coming out of us over the next, you know, six months. So, so the, uh, last year's Klucon, which, of course, we missed, um, had 3D printing as a, a special extra item. Do you have anything similar planned for this year? Are you going around with uh, you having VR around or, or uh, maybe multi multiple dancing um, drones bears. or something like bears. that? Bears. 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 Dancing bears. bears. <laughs> no, I, the, the fun part about ClueCon is you really never really know what's going to happen until you're there. Oh, I do. Brian gets very drunk and it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, yes. Hopefully yes. there's I, more. Actually, that doesn't happen as often. Kathleen can tell you. I'm getting older and I just don't drink as much. But I still get witty and funny and it's a lot of fun there. Um, and I, you know, we do karaoke. I actually did karaoke this last year and apparently I did good at it because I actually practiced because I didn't want to do the crazy karaoke again. Yeah, we had, a, we had a number of people do karaoke this year. I think there's some pictures. We had Victor and all of our, and Umberto doing uh, all the Portuguese stuff. Uh, it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah somewhere there's a video or two of uh david duffett's son playing guitars with tony that actually was with tony, tony. And, and, and that was the was that the ring we were trying to hunt down was that who lost the ring or was that matt yeah, that was, was matt okay and then we had uh we had david L or dan lane and me and who else was singing we were all doing karaoke together it was kind of fun but dan was yelling everything in my ear so i don't know <laughs> I, I think he could carry a tune, but I, he would probably throw his back out. <laughs> uh, I have a, a related uh, segue here, which is that uh, Michael was talking about a 4K camera that he's been evaluating from Logitech. And the question is whether the FreeSwitch Bridge can do 4K theoretically. Well, coincidentally, we have been toying with that. I think the problem comes from uh, Chrome. I don't know if it's going to play nice, but it's something that we are toying with right now. Equipment has been purchased. I am waiting for some of mine to get here so we can toy with it as well. Um, I just, what kind of equipment can we ask? Uh, there are various camcorders and cameras that are on, on Amazon that Anthony and I have purchased that we're going to, because there's not really a lot of webcams. Is, is the Logitech you're working with one of their conference cams, Michael? No, no. In fact, it's their little. Um, hang on, am I muted now? No, no, you're good. There we go. Okay, it's the. <laughs> they call it Brio. Here, I'm going to unplug it. Uh, it's not really plugged into anything anyway. This is it. Um, they call it Brio. It's it's a fork, a proper 4K webcam. Uh, Does USB it have? Uh, my, uh, my grubby little paws on one of those. 199 bucks retail. I don't know what the street is on them. They're, they're uh, not shipping from Amazon yet. Uh, towards the end of the month, they will be. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, it doesn't do H.264 on board or VP8 or VP9 or anything like that. So uh, you need a considerable host processor to do 4K. And, and people are I saying like... So I think I can handle that. Yeah. Um, it, it is neat, though. I, I so will definitely that, get one of them. So what would be off. the application? What would be the uh, the killer use case for 4K on a video conference? I mean, I guess medical would be the obvious. But aside from that, <laughs> whose who's face do you really want to see in 4K, first of all? And second of all, what else besides face? I guess the two things well, are the two things are medical and porn. You are, you are so things. you are so lucky that my snark module didn't boot this morning. Because had it booted, I would have come out with a bunch of things right there. Uh, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I can think of a couple of different things. One is, um, as you pointed out, there are lots, there are some 4K cameras out there, but they're kind of pricey and getting them into your computer is not always the easiest. So if you're going to do desktop video production, these things are quite handy. Um, in the vMix user community, people are talking about things like, um, we're not actually going to produce in 4K, we're going to produce in 720p, but we'd like to have three or four camera shots that are synthesized. And, and when you have a 720p frame or even a 1080p frame coming off this camera, the pixel, the, you know, the pixels sensor size to deliverable pixel ratio is one to one. So you get good quality video, even if you're taking like a patch of it. Um, that's just nice. That's exactly what we do with research as well. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, and there are a couple of people who are going to come talk to us about this eventually. Uh, if you derive 1080p or 720p from it, you get, because you're down sample, you're, you have effectively a super sampled source, you're down sampling the delivered video, you get better video. And particularly if you're going to be doing green screen work, you get much better video because you can get proper 422 or even 444 uh, in some cases. If that doesn't mean anything to you, you're not concerned about it. <laughs> it comes in handy when you composite a lot of uh, participants in a conference like you can with the MCU and FreeSwitch. Um, it, it helps with the postage stamp problem right. considerably. Because you, 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 oh. you can have an array of 720p frames shown pixel for pixel perfect on a 4K canvas and uh, and it's going to look fantastic. On the it, other it, hand, it, it, it's going to soak up CPU like nobody's business. <laughs> and bandwidth uh, that I, you know, it, it's fun to do and be on the bleeding edge of some of these things because it is, it's coming. It's going to be the norm. Um, we just like to be prepared for it. Yeah. So is there a processor, uh, Michael? Yeah, I think you would know this. Uh, so you, if you have one of these cameras, of course, they're USB. They're made, I guess, to be, it's be free, probably. Yeah, to be connected. So um, it's, yeah, it's actually got a U, it's got a USB three Type C connector on the back, and it oh, comes joy. with a it, it comes with a cable that is a a, a Type C to A type cable, right? Right. So so it's it'll hook up to a normal USB three port on your computer. If you have one of those fancy new Mac Pros, MacBook Pros, you're gonna right. need a Type C to Type C cable um, to connect it. I um, was gonna ask, and I thought about the USB. Does this make any sense? But I think it kind of still does. If there was a box hardware, piece of hardware from Blackmagic or somebody like that that you can plug the camera into, it and it will do all the heavy lifting and then spits the actual video out to your computer. In which case, you could be using a laptop, say, for example. That's one of the approaches in some of the hardware that we've purchased um, to, you know, to evaluate that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll tell you this much. This this little camera is it has driven me. I've needed a new desktop for a year or more. I just haven't been compelled to spend the money. This is is sort of the last straw in making me spend um, because uh, my desktop just it can't encode anything over 1080. I mean, it, when I when I was uh, just hooking the camera up in 4K and telling it to make me uh, a 1080 scene and, and send that onward, it was using 50 percent of the cpu without having the hangout running and hangouts are a pig so i need my five-year-old computer is not working i need like a three-year-old computer to actually have it be viable but i can switch to it actually see if i can get it working here uh and the other reason why you don't want one of these software is not yet happy i mean it's 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 okay but it's not yet properly happy so that's why the end of the month will be better let's see if we can change to that did um did any of you follow up follow on the Stuff that's been going on in Chrome with um, purple S uh, SVC support. No, but um, Canary is uh, all purple on the video when it renders it now. Really? That's yeah. cute. Been that way all week. <laughs> uh, is go. that specific to, to something? It, it's specific to Macintosh computers. It doesn't happen on Windows. Oh, really? Wow. I haven't tried that. I've been 
data channeling all week. But but I was reading about what um, now who was it? Somebody's somebody's building a um, a selective forwarding unit that uses um, that uses SVC mode in, that's enabled in Canary if you set a flag and all that. Um, kind of interesting. Um, they've actually got it working. Have you also noticed that Chrome offers H.264 all the time now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and on Android, on Android devices that support it, it uses the hardware yeah. accelerator. Yeah. I fell out of my chair when I saw that last week. I was like, what? But it's, yeah. It's a happy and, surprise. And the part that actually makes me happy is uh, they're getting within inches of uh, releasing a new echo canceller in Chrome, uh, which is a, a, a complete rip and rewrite. Uh, it's a, an entirely new mode uh, that doesn't mangle um, double talk the way the existing one does. Does it, does it also work with stereo audio? Because the current one does not work with stereo. Don't know about that. I But... It's been about two and a half years I've been tracking this issue of, of right now the echo canceller just mangles double talk really badly. And it, they looked at it and went, oh, yeah, um, that is not a fix it. That is a rewrite it. <laughs> That's kind of what they said when we pointed out it doesn't work on stereo either. Like, just don't do stereo when you need that. <laughs> That's not an answer. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So this is the Brio camera, by the way. I don't know if you can tell the difference. It, it is slightly sharper. It does. One of its great claims to fame is HDR. Um, That's a good well, and, and in my office here, it's a cloudy day, so you don't get massive glare off the back window. But they're still delivering 8-bit video, right? So HDR is an interesting thing. It, you you process higher uh, contrast off the sensor, but it's still delivering 8-bit video, so it's got to do some manipulation, right? It's sort of a, about a, more about exposure control than actually doing what your TVs are doing, which is delivering you 10 or 12 or 14-bit uh, video streams when you get seeing HDR. So I'm seeing some kind of strange um, flicker in your skin tone there. Michael, is that the is that actually just ceiling a fan. fan going round above a light or what? Yeah, ce- yep, ceiling, fan, ceiling fan, ceiling okay, so uh, fan with a skylight. So I didn't notice that before, but now I do. So whether that's um, camera related or just me being not being observant. Yeah, I am actually um, I am actually trying to find from amongst the parents in my neighborhood here. I'm trying to find a model train, uh, one of those little electric, you know, Thomas the Tank models that are all nice and bright and colorful, and so I can set it up on the floor here, point cameras at it have it run around and get some sense of bright color motion not just looking at my ugly mug for uh to try and evaluate a camera (laughs) because if you go to broadcast shows they have these really elaborate like kitchen cooking show scenes with with an array of models and bright boxes on shelves and um this is how you evaluate a camera properly yeah no i have a i have a shirt for evaluating not wearing it today but i have a shirt for evaluating codec because it's Mm. um the the pattern on it screws up a lot of a lot of codec you have a busy shirt huh Yeah, yeah Yeah. Probably tell you a little story about that. Long, long ago, when compression was brand new, the, uh, Ampex Corporation had a videotape deck they called DCT. It was the first commercial videotape that used compression. And they, they didn't call it compression at the time because they didn't want to freak people out. Uh, they called it bit rate reduction. But it was basically two to one compression. Um, and, you know, it was implemented in silicon. So, uh, But we, we, we decided we were going to try and break it. So what we took was a blank videotape, a blank analog videotape. We put it into an analog videotape deck. We fed that into a frame synchronizer, which was going to lock it up and present it as proper video no matter what, but it was essentially white noise. And we fed it into the input of this tape deck. And this was a $150,000 tape deck with uh, serial digital input. And the tape, the, uh, the deck recorded the snow for about three and a half seconds before the entire thing hung hard. 
it just couldn't handle the entropy. <laughs> the uh, the whole system went dead. <laughs> so you overheated some chip somewhere in there. Like. Yeah, the compression engine just just stopped, and <laughs> all of a sudden there was nothing, you know. <laughs> but we didn't expect the transport to stop moving. The actual tape stopped moving, so that was funny. I have another completely unrelated question now uh, for uh, either Brian or Kathleen, which is: Is anyone in the well? This may be a dumb question, but followed by a smarter one, maybe. Is anyone using um, total encrypted uh, messaging? And if so, the more intelligent part is which one? Signal, wire, uh, or what? I have WhatsApp. Silent Circle. I would like to know why wire is not getting as much mention as all these others. And it seems to me wire is very good, but it's just not not getting any traction in the U.S. (laughs) It's uh, that's an odd one, yeah. Um, Signal and and Silent Circle are the two I use. So Silent Circle. What about what's the other one? Telegram, Telegraph. I can't remember which which is Telegram, Telegraph. Somebody. It's like Telegram. And this morning, uh, Confide got uh, CBS's uh, morning show this morning, and that that's the one with the where the the messages are uh, they're. destroyed they're erased after you see them my crypto friends are super rude about that um it's not uh the problem <clears throat> well anyway yeah um go go look and see what what people are writing about confide before you um trust your job to it there's some um, there's been some some negative talking in the in the crypto world on that yeah are we are, well, are you guys uh, getting um getting uh, phil Dimmerman to fluke on this year do you think i do not know but i will try right i enjoy having him at, at FluCon. It, it's one of those things i remember downloading pgp back in the day off of bbs and, and never thought you know i'd ever meet him in person but it was it was an honor uh, same thing when we started working with uh, i started working with open h323 back in you know 2000 or whatever i never thought I'd ever meet the authors of that. And they've been to ClueCon, Craig Southern and uh, Derek Smithies. Uh, hopefully we'll get them both back. And I think uh, Robert, I, I'll, I'll mangle his last name, but Robert has uh, has been as well. So it's nice Brian, to have those people. I, I was going to say, you, you were a big time three, H323 uh, three uh, back in the day too on IRC. You were answering all those questions. I bet there's not too many questions every week on it now. But. No, we actually do have an, uh, an OOH323 endpoint. It's not checked in yet because uh, you know there's no demand for it. It still needs work. But uh, it's it's there. It may come out one day. Nobody's there's no demand for it. It, it seems uh, our entire community did a shift when we added WebRTC audio. It's just the entire dynamic and, and type of end user we had in our community shifted. And then when we added video, it shifted drastically again. Uh, before we had video or any of the WebRTC audio, we had a very large following of blind users. I, I don't know why, but we had a bunch of them. Now we have a, a large following of deaf users too due to the video. So it's it's nice seeing these things adopted and we're we're giving you know the technology is free and it's giving people that couldn't access it before access to that technology interesting so uh another question would be um you think there would be a future in automatic titling uh i you know, obviously doing that in real time is more than problematic but even if there was a delay of i don't know five or ten seconds uh that would be pretty good i assume it can be done with live interpreters with a lot of trouble but um i don't know how how well you would do Looking at my Google voice messages from veterinary appointments for a pet I don't own, for example. Uh, right. It's I, I, I get a kick out of the, the transcriptions I get on my Google uh, voice account. It's like if, if these were actually used in, you know, political situations, we'd be at war. Uh, it really gets things wrong in some very comical ways. Uh, although it couldn't be worse than the actual what's being said in this case right now. But anyway, back to. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, they're very useful when they're non-critical. 
life or death you wouldn't want. But uh, those things are particularly useful because, you you know, a lot of those calls are spam anyway. Right. Right. So you recognize them as what they are, uh, people who want to talk to you about this or that. And that I love that about. It. But to get an actual first of all, they never get names right. Does anybody ever, you know, write your name when they go, hi, hi, Brian, this is something. But it's like, hello, brain. This is I mean, yeah, I'm I get sure. brain all the time. <laughs> I, I, I get that one a lot. Even, you know, I, you can email brain at freeswish.org. It works, too, because uh, <laughs> incident in the past we had some somebody was emailing me and he got mad. I was never returning his email. I'm like, I'm not getting your email. And he had typoed my email address to brain. So I went and added it to my account. So uh, I get those now. Well, plus you are a brain. So that's normal. Well, I did spell it like that until the third grade. But of course, Although you're not the only one. You're not the only uh, brain there. Well, the funnier part is um, I had a random Brian West add me on Facebook. So there's a there's a Facebook message group that's got 17 Brian West. Most confusing chat group ever. Who's saying what? And it's funny. Uh, it's just fun meeting all the different Brian Wests, especially the ones that keep using my Gmail account. That's usually how I meet most of them. They, they punch in my Gmail account into something and, you know, reserve a car, a hotel room, or buy $400 worth of Legos, which that happened the week before last. And I tracked him down on LinkedIn and, and, and said, hey, you use my email address. So. Wow. But not your card. Hopefully. No, not my card. Not my card. So what else is new in the world? Uh, is there really a need for yet another WebRTC video conference? Um, who is it? Amazon, the latest entry? Of course, they're huge. So that will make a difference. Chime um, you at SFU. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of those in that market with the uh, they got fuse box. You've got what? Uh, the thing Zoom has, GoMeeting oh, yeah. has similar to that. So busy. So busy. Someone, someone has already mentioned, the. we talked about this last week uh, briefly, that of all these things, GoToMeeting is probably the most irritating because you have to keep downloading stuff. And, and the worst part about that one is they don't clean up their mess. You open up your applications folder and there's a stack of those little flower things in there and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. You could delete the old one when they update. Right. I, think, I think WebEx is actually <laughs> probably more annoying, but I'm not sure. Like somehow they... I think I've had it so that I had to download it twice in one session. But yeah, happened, I gotta, I gotta say, to? Adobe Connect is really annoying too. Ugh. Well, anything Adobe is annoying anyway. And this, there's a, doesn't Skype have one too? That's like the I think that's the Microsoft Link does has something that's labeled Skype for business or whatever. It's horrible as well. It's like I downloaded the plugin for the Mac and. I, Somebody needed me to help them with something. And apparently the, the caveat is on the Mac client, you can't do screen share or screen control. You can on Windows. So we spent, we wasted like 45 minutes going, I can't control nothing. And he kept sharing it. And I was like, it's not working. And I went Googling and come to find out, you just can't. You can't edit uh, any sent messages on, on Skype for Business either, which is a serious drop off as far as I'm concerned. Actually, actually you can, but you, ha- you can, but you have to be configured to do it. And, and the default configuration is not. I, I'm sad that they took away the regular expressions that you could do correct messages used to be able to they took that away now you have to click on the message click edit and then edit and save hip chat lets you do that if you're in hip chat and you typo you can do the regular expressions correct which is a neat feature i like the custom emoticon this is the this is an example of what does hdr get you one camera is cz920 and the other is brio and one is dealing with that bright light the door better than the other yeah, one. Yeah, that one's the one on the right dealing with the bright light. In addition, the one on the left seems more fisheye. The 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 field of view on the right hand side is a lot 
cleaner in my it's, opinion. It, it's it, the field of view is narrower on one. That's one thing they do. They make it adjustable. Where it used to be the 920 had a wide field of view or narrow field of view, and the 930 had a wild field of view. This one is adjustable, but because I don't have the proper software installed on this computer, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. I, I can't change it. Do you know of any webcams that let you set the depth of field? Because I would love field, to blur out no, background. No. I'd love to blur actually, out. Actually, I want to work. This on. one will do that. This one will do that. Uh, but the the way it does it is uh, it uses the I. It's got an IR sensor like the Stargazer, and it. Uh, it uses the IR sensor to work out you, uh, basically from a heat map, right? And then uh, it will blur the background. And, and it, Logitech, it's called a Logitech Labs function because it's not something they're going to promise to work, but it sort of works. But it's going to work variably. For Your mileage will vary, right? Yeah, exactly. As, uh, as Sipster noted in the IRC channel, but also I was about to say, ZipDX logo on the right is not only clearer, but it also has more color in the zip, which is blue. However, you, Michael, uh, the shirt is similar, but your face is less lit up. I don't know. Maybe the, the cameras aren't. Well, ident- they're not obviously identical yeah. places. And I don't have, they're side by each less- though. And I don't have it, my fill light on. I, if I turn on my fill light, that is my, my normal video conference light. A little, there's a little less luminance. The skin tone on the right is warmer. It is? Not for me. It looks warmer. It, well, it looks dimmer to me, like an exposure, whatever the equivalent don't, of... The, don't know. Don't know. Um, yeah, but- it's much, much better color. I mean, the, the Zip DX on, on the, the screen behind is clearly blue for the Zip. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so which one do we like better? Do we like do we like this one better? This one here? Put a little more right. To put a little more light on. Can you still or not? I, I can put. Yeah, I can crank it up. Just one more. Turn on your glorious Swanson close-up lighting. No, no. This I is, have a, this is because I, like, I missed the lead into this. Yeah. Which one? There you go. It's on the right, James. Is the new one. So this is the the new trial camera from Logitech, right. is it? Actually, the, the old one is covered. The that the new one. It's funny when you uncover it. Of course, it fights to get the blooming and all of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and my my aim would be actually to do a split screen and actually, you know, probably go through a VUC with Logitech and do a split screen on it or something like that. Or or maybe maybe what we do is we get these Chime guys from from AWS to come and do something, and maybe they'll want to do something peculiar, like let's do a 4K call. And um, what would we do that on, though? Free switch? <laughs> because we'd have well, we'd have to get no no with Chime. We'd have to use Chime, right? <laughs> we do have a 360 glue. degree call. We'll all be in the I same would, place. I, I would love that. Circular I would love table. That. I'm gonna get a, a Rico Theta and hook it up, and then just look around in a video conference. Yeah. Say, Brian, what what about what about four channels? Because you know YouTube is doing multi-channel, and they're doing um, ambisonic surround multi-channel surround for support of vr how hard easy doable it's all well, vr though it depends on how much coach you want <laughs> um, how much money you know, we have spend, yeah? right we have stereo which you know anthony and his his wisdom when he initially started plumbed it for stereo so it wasn't a big endeavor to do because uh, a lot of the framework and groundwork was already there uh, for it um, Brian, I, have, I have to make a comment i don't know what camera you're using brian but you have the, the clearest most wonderful picture it's the logitech it's one of their conference cams. It's the uh, CC3000E. But it certainly oh. is good. You, you can see every little eyelash and the blue of your eye. That's probably the wrong And the thing. red of his lips. That's, that's the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The red of your lips. Yeah, you're, you're natural, not- guys. That's natural color. <laughs> No makeup, eh? It's it's the way the sun plays in Oklahoma, right? Well, I do have the the my light ring. I just got it yesterday. This one is not adjustable, but I ordered another one that's adjustable uh, that'll be here tomorrow. So it's kind of just keeping me lit up. Oh, so you, you use does, a light ring? The lighting that, does, that's that's good. That's probably more affordable than my approach. 
my approach was. And the lighting does look good, Brian. I wanted to say that right at the beginning when everybody started joking about your lips. But the, the lighting is actually excellent. It's one of the things that a lot of people don't get right. And earlier, um, I've got some lead lighting up here, but half that went off. There's an intermittent in the lines. I've got to replace it. So I had to I had to take my viol- big violin bow and hit it a few times to go on. <clears throat> this thing this thing was silly expensive, but I got Polycom to pay for it. <laughs> and it, it's a, an LED light that has a lens on it. That's It's designed for like desktop video conference. Thing. It's like 300 bucks. What I did on this one is this is a 14 inch ring and it has the camera is actually mounted in the middle of the ring. It has a diffuser right. on it. So um, I put I the one. believe, Brad, you're, you're sitting there with a straight face talking about your 14 inch ring. James. <laughs> <laughs> No. You've got Kathleen giggling now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have to say, Kathleen, your 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 video is very good as well because it you is. have you have had your hair done, haven't you? There's a little little bit at the side, and you can see the brown brown of your eyes as well. You're looking next to, week. She's going yeah, to go have, swimming uh, in those eyes. Well, next week she's going to have a light ring because this one right here that I have, I'm shipping to her, and I have another one that'll be here tomorrow. So yeah, you're right now you're I just have a little makeshift box that I've put some strip uh, lighting in and a sheet over, and then my camera's just. My MacBook camera. You know what? I really appreciate Geeky Girls. I think they're great. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, the ClueCon Weekly this week? We had all of the, the women in VoIP. Not yet. I mean, I didn't get back until about half past midnight. So You'll get to see Zoa in a wig and makeup, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they're all wearing makeup. Do they have to go through costume as well? Were you wearing makeup? No right. comment. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's the uh, the fundraising for uh, for Alison Voice going? Um, you, let's go you, look. You got there, yeah? Let's go see what we got. Which I thank everybody that has donated thus far and helped make this possible. Um, our community is is what makes a lot of what we do possible uh, in either testing or feedback or helping with documentation or helping new people in the community. Um, our, our community is why we exist, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We're still a little bit away from the goal, but we're... Uh... Slowly but surely, getting closer. Um, how, how much is a little bit? Because when I donated, we were just quite a, a big bit away. <laughs> or um, ten, probably what will happen is, I suspect, because I want to do this April 1st, um, we'll just pull the trigger on it and then let the GoFundMe fill in over the next few months after we get the prompts. Because Allison's going to, we actually are auditing all of the prompts. Um, you know, the intonation and all of that are, are getting remapped. And so some of the prompts will have to be recorded three times to really get it right. Okay. Um, well, well, what you need is a, a little in-screen badge or something. I've donated in-screen badge on the video call. Oh, like we that. should make buttons and send them out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, are you... Are you uh, doing YouTube Live at the same time during your weeklies or not? Yes, we do YouTube Live and Facebook Live, too. So we're so, broadcast both. So YouTube Live, you know, has a thing called Super Chat. You know about that? No, I do not. Well, Super Chat is a way that people can tip you. It's a way that they can pay, donate money. I, I take a look at it. I didn't look at it because um, although I think we have enough subscribers, actually, it's not the kind of thing we need to do. We don't have any project we're financing other than our own lives uh so that wouldn't play that well but if you have a particular thing uh there's a way to do that i, I just look it up super chat look on your youtube channel it's probably enabled if you have a thousand subscribers which i would assume you do at least yeah we'll uh we'll look into that um it'd be cool to have sort of a way that 
another way that people can kind of reach out. Yeah, I think that might work out for you. Cool. So we're coming up on the hour here. We covered a lot of ground and yet uh, said little <laughs> in, a, in a way. But um, that's what that's the way it is here on the BUC. We have a good time. We don't have an agenda, really. We barely have topics half the time. So uh, it's been a real pleasure. And now let's uh, pass it around to anyone who has any questions, comments, or uh, news of any kind. And, and what are we forgetting? Obviously, ClueCon, which has been sort of the topic, C-L-U-E-C-O-N.com. Watch that site. There's a mailing list you can sign up for, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, to get is. news. Um, also, yes, if you have, uh, if you have, if you want to speak at ClickCon, submit your proposal. If you have more than one proposal, submit all of them. Doing it now. Doing it now. So, <laughs> so are you saying what? What for people who haven't been, and to remind those of us who haven't been for a while, the format is still uh, a single track. Yes, single track. It is. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing I really like about that Clucon is that you like it's single track and it's it's like focused and it's not none of this kind of oh I missed that one because this was on and like you know um, that kind of blur that you get at a lot of conferences so i i do do like that um good the good structure and and yeah good talks i mean got, when i went we had some good people speaking um and you get to meet as you say um some interesting folks who show up and you and, get to uh, meet and talk to everyone i mean you don't you know there's not too many people there that you don't get the opportunity to actually communicate with everyone right right yeah the great thing about it is that because free switch is what it is you have to attain a certain level of technical ability as well before you even dare to come out well i i want to i want to like welcome a lot of people that aren't coders this is something we talked about this week you don't have to be a coder to be involved in the in the community. And in fact, a lot of, of thought and approach can change from somebody that doesn't understand or know how to code because they approach things with a different mindset than an engineer or somebody that knows how to code, which is valuable because engineers are the world's worst at, at the interface element. Um, make and it user friendly. And I don't code, do I? But you give good feedback. Man. Well, I wave my arms around a lot. <laughs> I do animation, but I, and, he's, I think and he's intrepid for the demos. I think that's that's even more true now, Brian, than it was in the past. In that now that we're showing up in the browser alongside kind of other apps which have been designed with user interface, we're kind of having to compete with those in 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 the same space. So it's not like hiding in your rotary phone used to be, where there was like really only one one UI you could possibly present. Um, it's it's a new new game. Yes. I, should, I guess we would be remiss in our duties if we didn't mention that you're going to be able to meet a lot of these people at uh, Camellia World, May 8th, I think it is. By the way, it's exactly 80 days from now, Camellia World in Berlin. Come and meet Kathleen, and uh, who else from FreeSwitch is going to well, be Well, not there? only meet Kathleen, it's go to dinner with Kathleen. Well, that's up to her, isn't it, James? <laughs> but <laughs> uh, who else from FreeSwitch is going to be there, guys? Um, I may try. It just depends. I, right now, I, I have some things that are tentative that may interfere, so I'm trying to get things sorted. Possibly William. Clear the decks. Yeah, William maybe would be there, huh? Uh, he will be there, but um, he will be there with the school route. There you go. Mm. Of course, Anthony won't be there. <laughs> no, Brian, if you can make it, please, please do. It would be wonderful That'd to be see great. you over there. All Seconded. right, I'll see what I can do. Seconded. And the rest of us, most of us are going to be there. Uh, we're trying to figure out we need to get to GoFundMe for Michael or something to get him over there, but he's the last holdout. He's got the greatest distance among the core VUC people. He's got the greatest distance to uh, run. Okay, uh, I don't I mean, see I mean, any... Yeah, Michael's a bit of a hope boy. 
it really isn't. No, he could he could do it if he plans it with the uh, the vacation with the wife and all that kind of thing. But hey, it's complicated to come that far, and you have to stay a week no matter what, and the thing only lasts for three days. So you'd have to you'd have to probably go through Paris and have big dinners. No, no this. Oh my goodness, I I would have to go to Bordeaux. I would have to drink wine. What headship? Exactly. It would be. Yeah, you're you're putting us off now. You know, it'd be really bad to have to do that, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway, I think we'll close this out and go into the, shall I call it, the mature audiences section. Oh, the adult bit. Yeah, the, oh, uh, the adults only section, which really just means that I turn off the recording and I stop the uh, broadcast. And one of these days, I promise I will do everything right and pull all the switches correctly. This time I only messed up a couple of things, but hopefully they won't be too obvious and they're only in the beginning. Thanks to everybody who's participated. Kathleen, we're going to be seeing you once in a while, I hope. Yes, absolutely. And Brian, you and the rest of the team are always welcome as you know, I've said that every time. And it's, now that you know how to get in the hangout. Yeah, we, we've solved that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a stranger. Thanks to Tim, Andy, and James, and Michael. And we'll see you all next week. All by right. the way, oh, by the way, um, Doc Searles, wait a minute. What day is that? That's a pretty good uh, catch. Blue Train? Blue Train Manifesto. Also a longtime yeah. writer for the Linux Journal. Yeah, no, he's a heavyweight. And uh, he's actually slightly younger than me, by the way, but only very slightly. All right, guys and gals, later. Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is provided by OnSIP.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. We use ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time, see you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.